As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see. Welcome to Home Group. My name is Rick Renner. This is Tuesday. And by the way, tonight I'm here with Denise and Maxine. We're going to be talking about this same series, but we want you to have the download. This teaching is really practical, Denise. It will help people. And I want them, you to have the download. So if you just go to renner.org, you can download it or give us a call. We'll get it right to you. It is free of charge. Take anything that's free these days. We'll get this right to you in seconds if you do a download and you can go through it every night with us or use it every day during the TV program. And please, while you're there, order the whole series called How to Navigate a Pandemic and Other Coming Periods of Isolation. And Denise, I know people are saying other coming periods of isolation. Yeah, more are coming. And there's all kinds of isolation in life, a vacation. You can feel really lonely on a vacation. It might be that you have a job where you work by yourself and you feel like you're just isolated all the time. Or maybe you've had a disruption in a relationship with a sibling or your family and you feel like you've been separated from them. That's terrible. That's real aloneness. Or maybe you've had something happen with your spouse and now you're by yourself. Or maybe you're elderly and you're sick. Or maybe you have a time of quarantine. You know what? God doesn't send all these things, but they happen. And rather than just say, oh, this is so terrible, when will this ever end? Well, you want it to end, and we want it to end, but don't waste the moment. Seize it. You can navigate it, get your best bang out of it, make sure that you come out of it better than you went into it. And that's what this whole <clears throat> series is about, how to navigate a pandemic and other coming periods of isolation or any period of aloneness in your life. Denise? You know, I just want to say that a lot of people, when we come into a time of isolation, we say, now what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Well, I think it's very wise of us to develop tools that these are my tools. This is what I'm going to do. And I can tell you for sure that that, that study guide and those teachings it gives you practical tools. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. And they're from the Word of God. It's only going to build you. It's only going to encourage you. And if you give it to somebody else, it's going to do the same thing for them. Like last night, we saw practically that Paul was in prison. He was alone. I mean, he was really, really alone. So he said, please bring me some books. He's going to fill himself with good resources. Hey, rather than just sit here... From morning to evening, looking at the clock, wondering when the day will ever end, Paul said, bring me something to read. And that's why last night we told you about books that you can read, ministries you can listen to, and you ought to order my books. And here's one called Last Day's Survival Guide. We're living in the end of the age. We need to know how to survive it. And you know what's really good about this book? There are action steps about how to respond to every single chapter this book is amazing. If you don't have it, please order it. Just go online and get it right at our website or give us a call. And Denise, you have a book there, Build oh. Your Foundation. Oh, you've got to get this book because there's so much in here that is really our foundation. And we need this. Well, actually, the subtitle says six must-have foundations to build an unshakable Christian life. So many people are shaken today because they don't have the right elements in their foundation. Mm -hmm. 
And this book was written to help you. It's to help you so that you become an unshakable Christian. Maxine, welcome to Home Group. I'm, I'm so thankful to be here. And uh, I like what you're saying. Isolation is a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity, and you should use this time. And it, if, if, if I'm isolate, isolated, I use this time to, to seek the Lord. And I'm different. I love being by myself. You know, Maxim, I'm amazed because sometimes I call you, and you're out walking in the forest by yourself praying. Praying in tongues. If I went out in the forest by myself, I would be so miserable. We're just all made different. But for you, that's a blessing. It's a blessing. For me... I mean, just to go on vacation, I am miserable. I'm so alone. So I've had to learn how to deal with me. And we're all different. You have to learn how to deal with you. You know when you feel lonely. You know when you feel isolated. You know when you feel bored. But you don't have to feel bored. You can do something about it by filling that time with something beneficial. So last night we saw... You can read books. You can fill yourself with teaching. And because of the Internet and media, there are so many resources out there for you. And tonight we're going to see this next thing you can do in a period of isolation. And it's something every single person can do. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. First, let's go back to Luke 21, 11. Jesus was prophesying about the end of the age. And he said, there shall be pestilences. He was speaking futuristically, pointing to the very end of the age. And Denise says, like I said last night, there have always been pestilences. There have always been plagues. But Jesus wasn't talking about always. He was talking about the end of the age. And he said, just wake up. Because when you come to the end of the age, there's going to be an emergence of pestilences. And in Greek, it is plural. It describes old diseases being reactivated. It describes newly emerging diseases that have never been seen before, and it could describe pandemics. Well, during a pandemic, there's shutdowns, there's isolation, there's quarantine. You're by yourself. You can't get out. You can't do what you used to do. So rather than just sit on the couch and eat potato chips and gain weight and feel bored and watch stupid TV programs that add nothing to your life and just feel regretful, and oh, you're just so bored. When will this ever end? Seize the moment. God didn't send it, but you're in it. Do something with it. And tonight, I'm going to advise you to seize this period when you're alone to get your mind off yourself and to reach out to somebody else. And let me give you a scripture. James, uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 3. Listen to this remarkable verse. Hebrews 13, 3 says, remember them that are in bonds. Well, if you're in bonds, you are in? Isolation. Isolation. Remember people that are isolated. It says, as bound with them, which means just imagine, if you were in a place of isolation, wouldn't you want somebody to reach out to you? Rather than think about yourself, get your mind off yourself and start thinking about other people that might be in a case worse than your own. And that's why he goes on to say, and then we suffer adversity. You know what suffer adversity is? It's a compound of kakos and echos. It means those who really have it bad. There are people out there who are having it worse than you. You just need to get your mind off yourself. It's amazing what happens when you get your mind off of yourself. 
And when you just sit around thinking about yourself all the time, psychologically, you begin to sink, 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 sink. But when you begin to think about somebody else, it brings freshness, it brings vitality, and what you do for others comes back to you. That's the law of retribution. It is the law of sowing and reaping. If you'll reach out to somebody else, it will come back to you. And then I want us to look at James 1.27. And in James 1, verse 27, it says, Pure religion and undefiled. In other words, the best religion before God and the Father is this. To visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction. The word visit means to inspect, to intentionally call upon, intentionally check on somebody else. Well, you read the word fatherless, and you think that it's describing orphans, and the Greek word is arphonos, and it can describe an orphan, but it's much, much broader than that. Listen to what it means. It was used in a broader sense to describe anyone, are you ready, who felt abandoned, deserted, forsaken, or discarded. It depicts anyone who feels they've been deprived from their former way of living. It includes the idea of abandonment. It really means intentionally check on people that feel they are deserted, forsaken, or forgotten. Denise, think how many people are sitting at home. They can't get out. Maybe they don't have a car. Maybe they don't even have family members. Maybe everybody else has died. Maybe they've been through a divorce. Maybe they don't have a current relationship with their kids. And they just feel totally forsaken during the time of shutdown. You can do something for them. This verse says visit them. It doesn't even mean you have to go there. Today you can visit people by picking up the telephone. You can go online and see them by Skype. Or you can see them by WhatsApp. You can even visually see them. It's talking about being intentional, about checking on somebody and thinking about somebody besides yourself. And it goes on to say, and the widows in their affliction. Well, let's talk about the word widows for a minute. This word widows describes a widow in a traditional sense. Now today we have social systems that take care of widows, but there are some widows who really have it bad. You know what, it's okay to check on people that are home because they've lost their, their spouse. And the Bible says the word affliction, the word affliction, the word thalipsis, it means people that are feeling pressure. They feel like they're being squeezed or crushed by life. And I just have to say it again. Even if you've been through a hard time, and I'm not trying to diminish what you've been through, but there's always somebody out there who's been through something worse than you. And this verse says, pure religion, undefiled, really good before the Lord, is to get your mind off yourself and start thinking about who you can do something for. Be intentional to visit them, inspect them, call on them, reach out to others who feel really abandoned. Even reach out to widows, reach out to anybody that's in isolation or anybody that's really going through a hard time. Denise? You know, Rick, I just want to say thank you for this teaching. Because, I mean, I've read that verse, I don't know how many years and how many times, and I've only thought about widows and orphans. It's bigger than that. I never knew that it was those who were abandoned, 
Oh my goodness, there's so many people that have been abandoned and and it's our privilege to be able to be the hands and the voice and the feet of Jesus to them because Jesus Jesus was abandoned. He knows what that's like to be abandoned and he can bring that comfort to them through you. They can experience, maybe they don't even know Jesus, but they can experience comfort, the comfort of God through you. And it's an opportunity for us to be an extension of his very person to people. And that even people that don't know him, but they could get a little moment of hope or a little moment of cheer because you cared about them. And let me give you another verse. 2 Timothy 4.13, same verse we saw last night. Paul is in prison, which is a place of? Isolation. Isolation. Paul says, the cloak that I left with Troas, with Carpus, when you come bring with me, and the books. That's what we saw last night. And then listen to what he says. But especially the parchments. The word especially, the Greek word melista means chiefly, most of all, above all else, bring me parchments. Why? because parchments were used for writing letters. Rather than sit there and say, nobody has sent me a letter. My phone never rings. Nobody ever calls me. Paul said, you know what? This is such a great time for me to reach out to somebody else. I'm in prison. I can use this moment to write letters. So please bring me some paper. Bring me some parchments, because I've got a lot of letters to write. And Denise, we don't even know how many letters he wrote. We don't have a copy. Imagine the cards, the notes, the letters that went out of that prison because Paul had time on his hands. Now, what I personally believe is if Paul had had a mobile phone, he would have been working his fingers and working his mouth and working his ear, calling person after person after person after person. But he didn't have that technology. All he had was parchment. So... He got his mind off of himself. He started writing to others. For example, 2 Timothy. That is such an amazing letter to me. He wrote 2 Timothy from his last imprisonment. He was about to die, and he wrote an encouraging letter to Timothy. We have that book because Paul wasn't thinking about himself. He decided to think about Timothy. That's why we have it. And you know, everybody, Denise, today has a telephone. And rather than sit at home and say, nobody ever calls me, well, just get your mind off yourself and start calling somebody else. My mama, who just recently went to heaven, she always said, Ricky, when I was a boy, if you want to have a friend, you got to be a friend. And that's the truth. If you want somebody to reach out to you, then you reach out to somebody else. If you want to have a friend, to be a friend. It'll come back to you, Denise. Well, um, just in this pandemic time, um, there been one particular person that's struggled with really serious, serious illness. And so I've been on the phone with them almost every day. And I never really entered the life of a really sick person before. And when pain 
and when you can't you, you can't change your symptoms you're stuck with your symptoms at that point you're believing with all your heart you're pushing through with all your heart but you've just got so much to push through that pressure of sickness and pain it can make somebody feel really alone and yes, fearful it can and your touch your phone call means so much to them i'm telling you it does and don't listen to the lie that says oh they've got other friends oh they don't need to hear from me oh i i don't know what i could say to them your very attention means so much to them you know denise you and i both decided to take on some personal assignments friends during this pandemic you reached out to that person I have several other people. I made it an intentional decision. I was going to reach out to them every day, every day to check on them, to encourage them. They were dealing with fear. I wanted to speak faith. It didn't hurt me to do that. Come on. That's what you're supposed to do. You're a Christian. That's why James said pure and undefiled religion. It's reaching beyond yourself. We, we need to think about others. You know, my mama just went to heaven, and my mother spent her entire life reaching out to others, calling people, writing notes, writing letters. I'm sure when mother showed up in heaven, there was quite a party. All the partners that met my mother, my mother spent her entire life taking care of people. And she always said, Ricky, there's nothing more important than people. And that's true. Nothing. Just today, I was reading Ecclesiastes. I love Ecclesiastes. And Solomon says, what is this? You work all of your life. You gain all these positions. You die. And then you end up, all of your possessions go into somebody you don't even know. Think about it. People who collect all their treasures that they thought were so precious, then they're sold in a garage sale. They don't last. The only thing that really lasts is people. It's the most valuable thing. And when you're in quarantine... You have such a great opportunity, a great opportunity to make a phone call, to send a text. I send texts every day to people. I get texts. You know, Denise, there's one pastor in America. He sends me a text almost every day. He didn't have to do that. It really means, really means something to me. This is something everybody can do. And it will change your period of isolation. It will fill you with a sense of fulfillment that you're ministering to somebody. You're helping somebody. You're thinking about somebody besides yourself. I think it's so important. Maxine? I love it when you send me text messages that are not connected to work, are not connected to business. Just in the morning, it's so wonderful to get a text from you where it says, Jesus is Lord. It encourages me. You just thought of me, you sent me that text, and it kind of changes my day. It really does. Something else that we do is Denise and I send flowers to people. If we know that somebody is going through a hard time, we'll send them flowers. You say, well, I can't afford to do that. Well, sometimes we can't either, but we do it because we just want to cheer somebody up. You have to learn how to reach out to others when you're under quarantine, 
or you're in isolation, or you're in a place where you can't get out and move, then you have to do what you can do. You have to do what you can do. Maxine? Um, I, I want to read something from the Bible, and I always apologize. You know, I'm Russian. Uh, I'm self-taught. I just decided to learn English myself, so if I make a mistake, please forgive me. Please be merciful. But this verses, I think they're wonderful for everyday reading if you are isolated. And you said, you mentioned that Paul experienced a lot of isolation. He did. Apostle Paul. And he wrote this, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate, separate let's say, isolate. That's good. That's really good. Shall not be able to isolate us from the love of God. You cannot be isolated from the main person. You cannot. Not, no matter what happens, you will not be isolated from God. And Paul talks about it. From, from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I think these verses are wonderful for daily reading when, when there's a period of shutdown or isolation. Yeah, I do too. That's wonderful. Thank you. Denise? I was just thinking of a couple of people that uh, friends of ours that have been in prison and they actually were imprisoned wrongly. But those two men, they absolutely took that time to, to, to read the Bible, to, do, to, to meditate, to preach to others, to love others. And both of those men said, that was my honeymoon time with Jesus. Huh. Mm. They were not isolated from the presence of God, like Maxime just said. Nothing could separate them from the love of God or the presence of God. God was as real and as free to move and change them in those prison as he was wherever they were. But Denise, both of those men also said, that they turned the prison into their ministry. They did. They didn't just sit there and think about how long is this going to be till I get out. They said, well, you know what? I shouldn't be here, but I am here. So let's help who we can help. I'm just going to tell you, when you it's get your mind off of yourself mm -hmm. and you decide I'm going to think about somebody else, going to visit them, call them, check on them, be intentional about mm -hmm. it. People that are Suffering adversity, the Greek means they're going through a time harder than mine. They're, they're going through something really tough. Mm -hmm. They feel like they're being crushed by life, or maybe medically they've been sick. Call them. Pick up your phone and call them. And don't just sit there and say, well, I should. Don't do that. Do it. Call them. Send them a text. If you don't know what to say, send them a text thinking of you today. They probably will answer you. Or it might just, just blow them away that somebody's thinking about them. It doesn't take a whole lot to bring cheer into somebody else's life. And the Apostle Paul said, hey, I'm in jail. Please bring me paper. Bring me parchments. He's our example. And remember that we're offering you the whole study guide for free. Just go to renner.org to get it or give us a call. How to Navigate a Pandemic and Other Periods of isolation, any period of aloneness in your life, how to navigate it, how to get the best bang out of it. You can get out of it. God didn't send it. God didn't make it. But if you're in it, maximize it. And it comes with a whole series, which is really from our daily TV program this week, me and Denise teaching it together. And I watched it. Denise, it is so good. You are really good in these programs. <laughs> it's 
five parts. You can get it by going online or give us a call. And remember, when you reach out to us, we're here to pray for you. By the way, if you reach out to us, we'll probably call you. We're going to do exactly what we're telling you. We believe in reaching out to people. It's part of our ministry. If you're a partner, thank you. If you're not a partner, please become a partner with our ministry together. We're going to reach out to people all over the planet and bring the cheer of Jesus into their homes. But we're out of time. We want you to sleep well. But when we come back tomorrow night, guys, we're going to look at the third thing you can do in a period of isolation to turn it into a positive. It's going to be good. So we'll see you tomorrow night. Sleep well. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.